Welcome to Relevance for Today, a show where you will be encouraged, inspired, and fed through the Word of God. You will find relevant teachings, tips, discussions, interviews, and more for both believers and even non-believers who are considering salvation through Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey folks, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Relevance for Today. So we're continuing on with the Discipleship Series. This is part four. I hope you're enjoying the series. Really excited to get some feedback from you folks in here who's growing, who's learning, who has some extra tips and ideas to put forth. So this one's titled, Let's Get Things Started. So now that we've gone over the basics, as well as making sure we are saved, let's look at some key verses to help us disciple others as well as being discipled. This is very important, folks. Very important. Okay, so starting off, I want you all to know something very important. Okay, I've got a disclaimer here for you. Uh-oh. He's got a disclaimer. Oh, and by the way, hey, Stable Landing, Armor of God, Shield of Faith t-shirt. I've got my long sleeve shirt on today, so thank you, Stable Landing. Make sure you check them out. They've got great Christian clothing. Stable Landing for all your spiritual clothing. Okay, so back to where we were. So here's a disclaimer. There are many videos online about discipleship. This series is just another resource for anyone who might want to try a different way to disciple others or be discipled themselves. Just always remember in this Christian walk, we will never arrive until we die and leave this earthly body. Make sense? So no matter who you are, where you are, make sure you're always, hey, there's always some new nugget in the Word of God that you can pick up and learn and pass on to other people. And so that's very important. Okay, so we're going to dig right in and we are going to get started. So always, and this is true as well, always be looking to learn more about the Word of God and how to live a Christ-like life in this world. That's truly important. And so the first thing I want to talk about is faith. And I'm just touching on these subjects because it's going to spark you and cause you to want to dig in more. So the Bible's definition or the biblical definition of faith can be found in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Great examples of faith. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. So by faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. That's awesome. And so I'm going to give you a couple examples. So let's say you get up in the morning. So you open up the fridge to go and get that breakfast started and bam, no eggs, no butter. Come on, man. <laughs> so what do you do then, right? So the first thing you're going to do is go, hey, no big deal. I'm going to grab the keys of the car. I'm going to head to the store and I'm going to go and get my stuff so I can get back here and make this breakfast. Now tell me something. Did you think for one second about your car even starting? Did you wonder, is the store even open? Did you even ask yourself, hmm, I wonder if they have eggs and butter at the store? Or did you just get in the car, start it, go off to the store to get what you needed? 
That is one way of looking at faith. You had faith knowing that when you put those keys in that car, it was going to already start. You didn't even think twice about it. Make sense? You didn't think twice about the fact that what if there's no eggs in the store? There, there's no even thinking that. You just went to the store. You knew there would be eggs there. You had faith there would be eggs and butter there. Otherwise, why would you even gone? You know what I mean? So check this one out. Here's another one. So you're sitting back. You're listening or watching to this episode right now. Okay? When was the last time you checked to make sure your heart was beating? Hmm, Steve, that's a good one. How about your last breath of fresh air? You see my point? So you're sitting there, breathing, your heart's beating on its own. You're not making your heart beat. You're not even thinking about breathing. You just do it. It's faith. You know what I mean? You have faith that you are actually breathing. And even more important, you have faith that your heart is beating and will continue to beat. Otherwise, you'd be sitting back panicking all day saying, <sighs> right? You'd be sitting there trying to make sure you're breathing, make sure you're blinking, doing all these things. But guess what? God created us. So, hey, when God creates something, he creates it amazing. So your heart's beating, you're blinking, you're breathing without thinking about it, all these different things. That's also faith. And as you can see, I could go on with some great examples, but I wanted to shine the light on faith because in order to grow and be Christ-like, you must have faith in God. You must believe that there is a Heavenly Father, Jesus Christ's Son, and the Holy Spirit. And of course, some of you already know this, but some of you haven't, and you may have heard of them being called the Trinity. God in three persons, three in one. They're all God. And that can get confusing, but guess what? As you get into the word, as you get discipled and trained up and equipped, those things are going to come naturally to you, you know? So you have God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy spirit. And like I said, yes, it can get confusing at times before you get the understanding from the training, from discipleship. That's what's key. And that's why I brought that up. And so if we simply get saved and then attend a church that does not have some type of discipleship training, then we will just be filling a seat every Sunday, going through the motions, listening to the sermon of choice for that week. That's it. And some of you are actually doing that. You get up, you get ready, kind of th thinking about the, the song there with Winnie the Pooh, got to get up, got to get going. You know, you get up, you get ready. Hey, it's Sunday morning. Let's get ready for church. You get your little punch card out. I don't have any cards or anything on my desk, but you get your little punch card out that says Sunday church, even though church is the body of Christ. Remember that the church is the people, not the building, but you get your little punch card. You go in Sunday morning, you go hug and greet your friends. You sit down, the service starts, depending on what denomination you are, you'll go through the motions. You might have three songs to sing. You might have four. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is you go through the motions, you punch your little card, you say hi to everybody. The pastor gets up, he preaches a message. Yes, there can be amazing messages, but he gets up, he preaches a message and then boom, 
Uh, you do a last few things. Everybody says goodbye because guess what? Ooh, it's almost noon. We got to get out of here. You get home, you go eat, your card's been punched for the week, and you go on about your day. And even though the sermon may have been about the power of the Holy Spirit, you might remember just the story that the pastor may have told about something that happened in his neighborhood or something that happened in his life. And so the end result is in one ear, out the other. You know the old saying, the body, the brain, even though we need to train it up, can only handle 20 minutes worth of teaching and so forth at a time. But if you capture the audience the right way and you speak through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Allow the Holy Spirit to use you to speak and teach. You'll be able to captivate those people. You'll be able to capture their attention and teach them something. But you need to be discipled. Discipleship is so important. Those of you who are teaching, you need to teach others. Don't just teach the Sunday school class or don't just teach midweek Bible study. But get online, make some videos if you have to. If it's still quarantine time, make some videos and get them out there. People need them. They want to be able to go online and look up some videos on, hey, how, what, what's the Holy Spirit all about? And they can sit back and listen to those videos at home and get trained and equipped. It's so important. You can't go, like I said, you can't rely on just Sunday morning sermons to get you through the Christian walk because it's just going to be a pep talk for you and you're not going to be able to get into the word and go, okay, why did Jesus say what he said? Why did only one leper come back out of the 10, you know, and all these different things. And you learn more about as you get into the word and get discipled. And this is an old Bible. You can see it's a little beat up and battered, but you know what? Hey, the word of God. So we need to train and equip those who have not learned about our Heavenly Father and His kingdom. And that's the other side. And as you know, in this series, I'm going to be talking to teachers, those who have the ability to train and to equip others, as well as I'm talking to those who need to be discipled. So I'll be going back and forth. And you probably figured that out already by now as we're in episode four, and we have two more episodes. And so sadly, some are in their later years in life and no one has ever sat with them to teach them. And that's sad. And it can also be said about the individual who waited and never said, please, I need someone to teach me. And we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. But that's why it's so important. We need to step up and step out. So let's take a brief look at what the Bible says about the Trinity as we brought that up. So this is really neat because I'm going to show you some study techniques of how you can go to one portion of scripture and then you can go to another and one backs up the other. It's really neat. So in the Bible, let's go to Genesis chapter one, verses one and two. So here's what it says. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. So right there, God started creating and also it document, is documented that the Holy Spirit was there also with him. So God, it spoke about God in the beginning. It spoke about the Holy Spirit hovering over the waters. But where's Jesus? So you might say, well, wait, some people say Jesus was there in the beginning also. Well, let's take a look at John chapter one, verses one through 14. And so these are the neat things. I love digging for nuggets in the word of God. It's exciting and it's like hidden treasure. And so we're going to go in 
John 1, 1 through 14. So here it is. In the beginning, the word already existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. So who's this him and what does he mean by the word? So we continue on. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to talk about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So that's a key part right there. And I'll say it again. The one who is the true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So we're talking about somebody here. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed in him and accepted him, and you know where this is going, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. Amen. And this is the verse right here. So the word, and this is verse 14. So the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. Amen. And of course, that is Jesus Christ. So right there, reading that passage, John 1, 1 through 14, all of a sudden, Everything gets opened up. Our minds get opened up. Oh, wait a minute. He's talking about Jesus Christ was the word, right? So although there are many verses that cover the Trinity, I wanted to show you an example of where and how to find out about them and where it all began. And that was really important because that's just a taste of what you can learn by reading the word by getting discipled, because you'll sit down with a person and you'll not only compare Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2, and then John 1, 1 through 14, you'll actually go deeper and say, okay, so now Jesus is the word. So now let's look up the definition of the word. And then we go from there. And before you know it, hey, in the beginning, it was all three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Godhead all in one. Whoa, this is getting exciting. So then all of a sudden you start seeing that Jesus was hidden in the Old Testament, but he was revealed in the New Testament. And you'll go back and forth and see all these, as we call them, types of Christ, different references of Jesus Christ throughout the Bible. And then you realize that Jesus was in the entire Bible the whole time, all in different nuggets. And you start digging in almost like a Raiders of the Lost Ark type thing where you're learning all these neat little things about the word of God. So it's really exciting. And so examples like these, when you truly want to get into the Bible, spark an interest that makes you want to grab a notebook and start digging in deeper. And that's why I always say, always have a notebook and be ready. And so as you read the Bible and learn more, as you study with others, you will notice that it will start to come alive. The more you read, the more you learn, the more you learn, the greater your faith will be.
And of course, the greater your faith, the more you will see the power of the Holy Spirit working not only in you, but all around you. And a great example for what I'm trying to share with you in this episode is the account of Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. And this is a perfect example of a small type of discipleship in a way, because it kind of gives you a definition of what discipleship looks like, even for a brief few minutes. But it also shows Philip the evangelist going out and being sent by the Holy Spirit to go and share information about the Word of God. Okay, so here it is, Acts 8, 26 through 40. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get ready and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. And of course, this was a desert road. So he got ready and went, and there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. And he was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. So Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and said, do you understand what you are reading? And he said, well, and of course, this is the Ethiopian talking now. Okay, so Philip asked him the question, do you understand what you are reading? Now the Ethiopian eunuch responds, and he said, well, how can I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Okay, so that's key right there. What I'm saying right now, okay, so think about this. Philip asked him the question, then the Ethiopian eunuch said, come on up. He invited Philip to come up and sit with him. So it's not all about sitting there and saying, woe is me, I don't understand the Bible. No, you need to invite someone to come in and sit with you. Okay, just like Philip was led, an angel spoke to Philip, and then the Holy Spirit told Philip to get up there and ask him what's going on. Okay, so we'll continue on. Now, the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led like a sheep to slaughter and like a lamb that is silent before his shear. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his justice was taken away. Who will describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. So just break that up right there. This is verse 35. So keep in mind, this isn't just a two-second type conversation, okay? He literally sat back and said, okay, you want to know? I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to read that verse again, 35. It says, then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. As they went along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, water, what prevents me from being baptized? And he ordered that the chariot stop, and they both went down into the water, Philip as well as the eunuch, and he baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away, and the eunuch no longer saw him, but went on his way rejoicing. Amen? So that is powerful. So right there... In a nutshell, you have someone being sent, 
Philip the evangelist gets sent by an angel. Holy Spirit tells and guides Philip, hey, listen, go up there and speak to him. Here's the Ethiopian eunuch struggling with the scripture. Philip then in turn shares the gospel, shares the good news about Jesus Christ. The next thing you know, they see water. He didn't say, okay, I'll think about it. Um, call me sometime on the phone. No, he didn't say that. He said, hey, there's some water. I want to be baptized. Why can't I be baptized right now? Boom. He asked Jesus Christ to his life. He gets baptized. Bam. There you have it in a nutshell. That's evangelism. That's going out and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's going out and discipling someone, even for a few minutes. But he discipled him enough in that short period of time for him to be ready to ask Jesus Christ into his life. And of course, then he went on to share the good news himself of the scripture and what he learned. So that gave him a powerful testimony. So that's important. Sound good? Okay, so we never want to go through life just listening to sermons on Sunday. And I've said this before. This is really important. And going through the motions of life while deep down inside feeling like we don't understand the Bible or this Christian walk. So we really need to make sure that we ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to say, I don't understand. Steve, I have no clue what I'm reading. I don't understand this. How can Stephen get stoned by the people for just sharing the good news? How can Barnabas sell all his property and not care? You know, all these different things. Eutychus falling out of a three-story window in the book of Acts. But yet Paul comes down, prays for him, lays across him, boom. He rises up. They go up and continue on because they were accustomed and expecting always for miracle signs and wonders to happen wherever the disciples went, the apostles. So there's all these different things. Why did this happen? How come 40 days and 40 nights is so important? There's so many nuggets, so many questions. But the neat part is when it comes to discipleship, you can write all those questions down. You can say, I want to learn about this. I want to learn about that. Steve, I want to learn about Job. You know, this Gideon guy, he's in the wine press hiding threshing the wheat. What's that all about? Why is he even hiding? He's supposed to be a man of God. Why does the angel say he's a mighty man of valor? You know, and so you write down all these questions because you can't ask them Sunday morning in a church service, but you can ask them when you're being discipled. You can ask them to a mentor, someone who sits down with you and says, hey, I want to be able to speak into your life. Do you have any questions about the Bible? Do you want to learn about the Bible? Do you want to learn the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Do you want to learn about the Holy Spirit? All these different things cannot be taught on a Sunday morning in one hour or two. That's why the missing key is so important. That's why we need to find that key and use that key and spread the good news about Jesus Christ so that others will grow and come to know him as their Savior and Lord, and then they too will walk a Christ-like life and go out and disciple someone else. Does that make sense? So I close this episode by saying, it's time to get things started. Take that key, that missing key, put it in the ignition, and turn that key. Don't put off being discipled or being the one who disciples someone. Pray, ask the Lord to show you and pray for the Holy Spirit's guidance and get to work. 
And if you're in need of someone to teach you, then pray for the Lord to show you someone who is living a Christ-like life and has the time and is willing to disciple you. And that's what's important. It's time, folks. It's time. Let's go ahead and pray. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for being able to share this message this morning, sharing of the discipleship part four, you know, just about getting started. It's time. It's the missing key. Many are out there that don't have a clue about what the Bible even says or what it even means. They don't know about you, Lord. So I'm praying right now for all those out there who deep down inside are struggling with the Word of God, who are scared to speak up and ask for help, who don't understand what's being preached on Sunday mornings, for them to just step up and say, I need help, for them to go to their pastors and say, I need someone to teach me, I need someone to disciple me, help guide me in the right way, point me in the right direction, help me learn more about our Heavenly Father, about Jesus Christ, about the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I pray this right now over each and every individual out there who is going through that. I pray for peace. I pray for comfort. I pray for the unborn child. This year, 2022, we've got the voting coming up here soon. So it's going to be chaos and destruction and confusion. So, Lord, we pray for the body of Christ to rise up, to step up, to pray, to focus on you. And Heavenly Father, I thank you for all my listeners and watchers out there. Bless them, protect them, and keep them safe. May they all come to know you in a greater way as their Savior and Lord. And I thank you for all these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, there you have it, folks. Thanks for tuning into another episode. And as I said, I'm excited about doing the discipleship series. Stay tuned for part five as we dig in a little more, get some more nuggets. That's what it's all about. So if you have any questions, comments, make sure you leave them in the comments section. Hey, if you're watching this on Kingdom Community TV, that's awesome as well. I'm glad you're tuning in over there. And hey, also, if you're watching this on time in God's word through the Philippines with uh, JP Ladybug, <laughs> uh, she's over there doing that. She's working her ministry, folks. I'm telling you. Hip Hop with Christ is the bomb.com, and she is doing that over in the Philippines and it's spreading around the world. So, we're really excited about her, about JP doing that. She's doing a fantastic job. She also does the God is Love TV show, and uh, that's going great. I'm calling it a TV show because they might as well say it's a TV show. But she does her interviews online on Sundays, and that's 8 30 Filipino time. So it's 8.30 in the United States, AM on the East Coast. So she's doing a fantastic job. Kingdom Community TV is growing, reaching millions around the world. So I'm glad I'm connected with them. If you have any questions about wanting to have your show as a TV show, let me know and I'll steer you in the right direction for Kingdom Community TV. Hey, don't forget about subscribing on any podcast platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other locations, including Amazon. We're on Amazon Music. We're on Google Music and uh, different places like that. So, hey, get in touch. 
enjoy the shows let me know how you're doing we're getting closer to episode 200 which is going to be a huge milestone for relevance for today so i'm excited about that so with that being said hey take care of yourselves love you all thanks for tuning in to another episode blessings and love to each one of you take care god bless peace